Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Speaking of COVID-19 and some of the stuff that's going around on social media, by the way, WhatsApp have said, by the way, they're now going to limit the amount of messages that you can forward to people, obviously because their traffic is so high at the moment. Actually, social media is up by 30% roughly across the board, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and WhatsApp as well. And part of the reason they want to limit that as well is because of misinformation. And some of the big misinformation that's going on at the moment, well, certainly on most uh, intelligent people would say that it's misinformation as in relation to 5G and this conspiracy theory. I do want to speak to Dr. Ray, uh, David Robert Grimes, who's a physicist, cancer researcher, and author of The Irrational Ape, Why Flawed Logic Puts Us All at Risk and How Critical Thinking Can Save the World. Good afternoon to you, David. Good afternoon. Uh, David, I mean, look, this is very, very interesting stuff. I mean, when you see something so much, part of your brain says to you, is there any element of truth at all that 5G or these 5G masks, which are being burnt down as we speak, by the way, across the world where people are that obsessed by them, uh, is there any logic at all to it? Well, the funny thing is, when you say it's interesting, I would actually say it's quite unoriginal. So if we take the 5G claims separately from the COVID-19 ones, and then we'll look at how they go together, the claims being made about 5G, all these supposed ill ill effects, which don't actually exist, were made about mobile phone networks in the uh, in the 1980s and 1990s. We were all going to die of Wi-Fi cancer. Networks. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So these aren't even original myths. They're zombie myths that have been rebranded for 5G. In fact, there's there's nothing new under the sun. Indeed, in with COVID-19, the conspiracy theories that it was man-made were actually made about AIDS in the 1980s as well. Um, so, I mean, again, this is the whole adage of nothing new under the sun. From conspiracy theory point of view, they're actually not new. They're just recycled. So Bill what Gates is, is even getting the blame for it now as well, isn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. Yeah. And George Soros as well and everyone else. So these are like these are familiar figures. Uh, Bill Gates gets the finger pointed on an awful lot in the anti-vaccine movement, who, of course, are a conspiracy movement as well because of his foundation support for, for initiatives, including vaccination. So what's really interesting at the moment isn't that these myths are new. It's that how much prevalence they've actually got. So even though these aren't original ideas, social media, as you mentioned in your, in your, in your preamble, uh, we're, we're actually using social media more and more, particularly during this, this lockdown. We have to, to an extent. And this is what allows these myths to perpetuate. Now, I've spoke to you before about vaccination myths, and it was a similar thing. These kind of things spread on social media, and they're spread by people who have their own egotistical, usually, reasons for, for starting these. And I can get into that in a minute, if you like. But the problem is when they come across other people's uh, line of sight, and they're not sure what to believe or not. And that's when it does real harm, because it fosters mistrust and distrust of, of authority, and it makes people very scared. And that's the last thing we need right now. But can I ask you, David, when I look at individuals, and I'm not going to start naming them, but there are a lot of individuals online, names that we would be familiar with. Uh, David Icke, actually, I did mention at the start of the show, there was one of them. Mind you, David Icke did claim he was the second coming of the Messiah at one stage. But a very intelligent man, right? A, a otherwise very intelligent man. And a lot of very intelligent people. What makes such intelligent people turn to the other side, so to speak, and, and come out with this and be obsessed with this argument, be it vaccines, or in this case, that 5G has caused COVID-19. I mean, what makes otherwise intelligent people think like that? It's kind of very irrational, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so some people would say immediately that you could debate the definition of intelligence there, but I would say people who are intelligent can believe this stuff. But you've got to realise the motivations as to why people ascribe to conspiracy theory. And... The most benign reason that people do is that we all have an urge towards simple explanations for complex events. 
So for some people, that's the reason. A conspiracy theory boils everything down to person or agent X did this and therefore this, which is very simple, but usually wrong. But on the more, that, that's part of a reason, but it's not all of it. When you look at the psychology of conspiracy theorists, in particular people who uh, propagate these claims, and I make a distinction between those who propagate it and those who fall for it, because I feel that people who fall for it are victims. The ones who really believe it and spread it, I have less sympathy for it. One of the biggest motivating factors behind these things is egotism, narcissism. A lot of uh, people like David Icke, as you mentioned, have narcissistic traits. And that makes perfect sense. Because if you know nothing and you are a deeply ignorant person or whatever else, it doesn't matter. Because you can sit there, if you mentioned like, the vaccination, you can have an anti-vaxxer debating with an immunologist or a professor of medicine, whoever else, and still convince themselves they know more, despite the fact they've never opened a book. That is a really appealing and alluring sensation for people's ego. So a lot of the reason conspiracy theories are spread is narcissism, the idea that you know more than the authorities or the powers that be or everyone else. So it's, it's, and it's, and it's and self-promotion self as well, of course, apart from absolutely. anything else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, absolutely. Okay, getting back to the 5G and, and the COVID-19, and I suppose the evidence, or well, they claimed the evidence was to suggest that it started in Wuhan because they started trials on 5G in Wuhan, but I don't believe that is the case at all, was it? No, it's absolute nonsense. So it, it interests me as well, because obviously I'm a cancer researcher by, by, by my, my job and a physicist by my training. So I do deal with um, ionizing, non-ionizing radiation all the time. And the claims they even make about 5G don't make any sense. For example, as I always point out, 5G sounds very scary and people say, oh, radiation. Well, I always point out that light is radiation. In fact, the visible light is a beautiful day where I am. Looking out the window, uh, that light is about the lowest energy photon of that kind of light that I'm looking at right now. So what, is about 78,000 times more powerful than the highest 5G you could ever get. And what radiation so is that? Stuff. Is that gamma radiation? or what's No, it? no, no. Gamma radiation is much higher energy. So, okay. so where people mix it, there's always a grain of truth that people get confused about. Right? So, for example, we all lighted on, the, it was on a thing called the electromagnetic spectrum, which kind of is how much energy it carries. Right. And we're, the visible light that we're familiar with is a tiny sliver of all the light we can see. And if you go to very high energy, you have things like X-rays and gamma rays. And they can do harm. They can break DNA apart. So you've got to be very careful. Even ultraviolet light can do that. So you've got to be careful. But what you have to look in the spectrum is where radio frequency waves, including microwaves, actually come on that spectrum. And they are thousands upon thousands of times less powerful than the visible light so that we actually are used to and that doesn't ionize. So they're non-ionizing. I always point out if you're afraid of 5G, you should be terrified of light bulbs. And the router that's sitting on your hall table that gives you the 5G. <laughs> exactly. And, and, that, and even though even your home microwave stuff is around 2.4 to, to 6 gigahertz, it's, it's so lacking in power and that it, it, it does not have the requisite energy to do DNA damage. So when people go, oh, is this causing cancer? The obvious answer is no, it's not. Mm. And indeed, we have loads of epidemiological data on even exposure to, say, microwave workers who work with high frequencies or higher frequencies than most, and you don't see any increase in cancer. So there's no physical reason nor epidemiological reason for any of these 5G conspiracies to persist, apart from the fact that cancer is scary. So they go on social media and they say, this is causing cancer. Everyone panics. And this is why I have very little time for that kind of carry on. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing, of course, uh, that they're talking about in relation to 5G, and you see it is, we didn't ask for it. Why are they forcing it upon us? But of course, we got 3G, and that was great. We got 4G, we didn't ask for that either. That was great, and we all love it. Uh, and 5G is just an extension uh, to stop, obviously, your phone cutting out when you're at a big event in a stadium or whatever it happens to be. It just gives us more access to it, I suppose. It, precisely. It, it opens up, like, so all these portions of the spectrum are reserved for different applications. The 5G thing just extends that a little bit. You need slightly new tech to run it, but it's, it, if people saw in perspective how little it extends it by, it sounds like, oh, it's a big increase. It's really not, because it's still, I mean, thousands of times less powerful than visible light. So, again, I always go back to that. I'm like, if you look at this in the spectrum, you're afraid of nothing here. But there is a demand that, for it. I mean, these people suggest there's no demand. We're all using our phones. <laughs> these conspiracy <laughs> theorists are using social media to get out to get this out there, which is the hypocrisy of the whole thing. By the way, if I stood yep. beside a 5G mast, which I know 5G masts, uh, we need more of them than 4G because it doesn't travel as far from what I believe. Absolutely. I, okay. Yeah. So if I stood beside a mast, a 5G mast, d- am I at any risk standing beside the mast? So what we do is we have very conservative EU-given exposure levels. Even though we know this is non-ionizing and not harmful, we still have exposure levels, like we have to everything, that is tolerable. So I did a bit for BBC a few weeks ago, and they actually went out to a mast, and they had someone climb the mast. What people forget is that um, microwave, all radiation falls off by an inverse square law. So it actually falls off the square of a distance that you are away from it. So even a powerful source falls off very, very quickly. To get anything above the recommended safety level, the guy in the clip that we did had to climb the mast and basically hug it. And he couldn't <laughs> even get up to those exposure levels. And once you go a few meters away, it's nothing. The power falls off massively. And this is just called an inverse square law. And this is known for years. This is how when engineers are building these masks, they're making these calculations all the time. These are very intelligent people that design these systems. Yeah. And it is a weird thing that even even though and those exposure levels, you've got to remember, are conservative. We put them way below what we think could possibly do anything to a biological system whatsoever. But it is human and, nature to kind of believe a lot of this nonsense because, you know, when we've seen, when I've talked about the vaccines and I talked to yourself indeed about HPV and other vaccines, it's always, oh, Mary down the road said she saw our friend online on Facebook said that her daughter uh, got the vaccine and her legs fell off. You know, I mean, so, absolutely. and people just, and I don't blame mothers and fathers and parents who are concerned about their children believing something that they've heard third-hand information on because they, they want information. We're like sponges, aren't we? We need Absolutely. information. And they're, they're the victim. I always, I always point this out. So you, the, the, when we talked about the HIV vaccine, there's a spectrum of vaccine hesitancy. There's the people at the far end propagating the conspiracy theories, the true believers, your David Ikes, your, I was going to mention other names, I won't. Yeah. The ones doing true damage. And then there's other people that actually fall victim to them, the ones who, oh, I'm afraid to vaccinate my kid now. They're actually victims of that. And we have the same thing with the conspiracy theories around 5G or whatever else. You have the people that, forever narcissistic or personal reasons, like to think they're like little messiahs, no pun intended, David Icke, yeah. do this kind of stuff. But there's the people that, they, that fall victim to that because they hear it. And there is a human, I and mean, I talk about it in the book quite a bit, we, we are not as savvy with information as we think we are. So one of the things that really affects us really badly is the fact that we put more stock in anecdotes about people we know or we think we know or we can visualize at, in scary and in scary anecdotes than we do in like more sober-headed analysis. So if something frightens us, if something frightens us and it seems it's close to home, that is far more powerful in our perception of the world than you know a, a report from the WHO or the CDC or something that seems kind of abstract.
Because we're told by these individuals, these same individuals, that we shouldn't trust governments and we shouldn't trust the WHO and we shouldn't trust exactly. organisations who actually have, give us factual information. We're being told not to because, of course, they're evil. Of course. And, and, the, and the weird thing is, I, I did, did some work. And you're evil, by the way. They'll probably tell yeah, us you're, right. you're evil, too. I'm, I'm, I'm sure my Twitter feed will tell me that later on. Yeah. It already does, most of the time. But one of the things as well is, like, people forget, I did a paper on this a few years ago, um, if you decided, if you wanted all your scientific bodies and your medical bodies to be uh, complicit in some massive cover-up, which you'd have to do about this 5G or COVID-19 stuff, right? If you had that, you'd need thousands upon thousands of individual scientists and medical doctors to decide they're going to carry out a mass scam. And if you start playing the numbers with that, very quickly that becomes impossible. Like, Humans are bad at keeping secrets. Benjamin Franklin famously said that three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. And there's an adage of truth to that. So they, I think the conspiracy theorists, in a roundabout way, give far too much credit to people for being able to keep secrets, and they really aren't. See, I'm looking here at my Twitter account, for example, it just mentions on there now speaking to us about 5G. is you, right? And the first message that comes up, conspiracy, question mark, why are some countries banning it and halting it? See, so they kind of justify the argument by saying, oh, well, similar to the HPV, when Japan actually uh, took HPV off the market they for a short period of time. recommendations for yeah, it. Yeah, of absolutely. So they, 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 they justify the argument by saying, well, if countries are banning it, it must be dangerous. And that's it. That's, that's the anecdotal fallacy. So, for example, there was an, um, when they were rolling it out in Brussels, there was opposition to it, and some of the politicians there locally um, halted the rollout. That, that has happened in countries, but they're responding to people, their politicians responding to what they think is happening. And you, did, you mentioned Japan and the HPV vaccine. The politicians there were accosted by people yes. making scary claims. We had it starting to happen over in Ireland as well, where you had certain politicians coming out and making anti-vaccine statements. And if that gets enough momentum, these things get rolled back. And it's a very it, it's a self fulfilling prophecy then because people then you know cite that as some kind of example even though it means absolutely nothing it just means that people panic and, and there is a fear decisions. of technology I mean there's a text here it says now we don't care whether we can download a movie in two seconds instead of uh, ten seconds what's wrong with four G soon they'll want us all microchipped China has millions of facial recognition cameras and soon they'll want the same here so there's the kind of overall fear that technology or Big Brother is going to do something to us isn't it. Well, there's an extent, but then we're all saying this on social media where we actually are being monitored. So and we're, we're hypocrites, too. I mean, I think David Icke has had Facebook pages. I'm like, you do know they know everything you do. They yeah. actually do. Yeah, you're worried about your government. You're, you're voluntarily giving this information to, to marketing companies. I always, I always thought the funniest one ever was during the water protest. And I'm not having a go with the water protesters, but there was this whole idea that the water uh, ishka at the time were asking people for their PPS numbers. And people said, I'm not giving them my PPS number. Oh, no way. And I said, but you'd give it to your dentist. You'd put it up on social media. You'd put all your information, including your date of birth, up on social media. And yet you won't give the government your PPS number and they already know it anyway. So I thought that was a kind of, people have this kind of strange logic, haven't they? Uh, logic is definitely a stretch, but the, I, don't, I, I don't think people are consistent in how they think. And it's very easy to spin a narrative any way you want. And that's the problem with these conspiratorial narratives. If you want to view the world through that lens, you can insist that every event that ever happens is planned and that there's some sinister cabal behind it. But the problem with that kind of thinking is it's really damaging. Like, we are currently in a crisis where uh, the scientific knowledge is still emerging, the recommendations will change, we're in a state of transience about the information we have, which is fine, which, because that's how the scientific method works. We learn more, we update our views, we do that. That's what it should be happening. 
But that is the environment that, because a lot of people don't fully grasp that, that um, mistrust and distrust can set in. And that's really dangerous. The last thing we need right now, for example, as people uh, disregarding the social distancing rules or things like that because they believe this is a hoax or they believe the government is trying to control them. And indeed, that's... Or call the population, work. which is some of the stuff that I've seen on social media as well. This is... Uh, da- this, is yeah, this is Bill Gates <laughs> and he's trying to call the population. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And, 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 that's, but that, those, and the weird thing is, I was asked this on BBC the other day, a lot of these things, when you start going, who's behind it? It often falls back into uh, standard anti-Semitic tropes because there's, there's always a powerful group behind it. And eventually, I mean, not all the groups, a lot of them basically point the finger at the Jews. And I'm like, yeah. and this is interesting to me as someone who studies conspiracy theories because anti-Semitism is the original conspiracy theory, that there's a secret sinister cabal of Jews running the world. That's been going around since the of first course. century AD. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. The Rothschilds yeah. are responsible. They're the ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the George Soros. It's the, yeah. They might change the tags, but you can. the dog whistle is still clearly audible to anyone who's listening. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed for explaining all that to us. An absolute pleasure. All right, there you go. Dr. Yeah. David Robert Grimes, uh, physicist, cancer researcher, and the author of The Irrational Ape. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.